Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always with me is my trusty co-host, Rob Langevin. It's good to be here, Kev. We're going to finish up the 2015-2016 Fantasy Premier League season and talk about how our teams did, and uh, we're going to do some speculation for next year. And then we're going to jump right into our uh, our summer, you know, what do you, what ha- what's the, the good Euros? word for it? The Euro 2016 yeah, the, Championship? Well, yeah, I was thinking of like a our, our new Nespit. How about that? A new Nespit? <laughs> sure. Fantasy Nespit, you know, fake fake soccer, fake European soccer, <laughs> fake reality of fantasy sco- soccer, Fa- yeah. fake but, real summer European soccer football. That should be the what is it? The, what are the initials of that? Is it the <laughs> Jeez, N- I really wish the I NAAQP? It, <laughs> it could be a really cool acronym. We'll have, we'll have to go back to the tape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so you know. I know we're a week behind on because uh, the Premier League season ended two weeks ago. But you know, we Westmore when Mess Morgan calls and invites you to you know to Jamaica to hang out, you go. I'm sorry, you, if anybody got got the call, Kev, if you got the call, would you go? Uh huh. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, that's where I've been. You know, I've been chilling out in Jamaica. I really haven't. I wish I was, but I've always been. <laughs> also, they're back in Thailand, which has been hilariously undercovered considering the last time they went out east. Um, yeah. But the last time they went out there, this it began the domino tipping that led to them winning the Premier League. So maybe they're not True. too worried about it after all. True. True. I mean, you know, we where everything starts, it's got to end somewhere and then start again. I mean, I think that's a prophecy that I read on a, on a subway somewhere. Like, if you went to a bank... And they asked, mm-hmm. and the terms were, if you deposit a little bit of racism, the return you'll get will be a Premier League title. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, are you going to, you'd have to be labeled a racist for, for a while to, you know, wear that scarlet letter. You'd have to. So, I mean, it, ah, that's a tough one. I don't, because I, I like to be liked by everybody, so it's tough. I, or I or I like to hate everybody equally. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't discriminate. I hate everyone. I yeah, think that's a yeah. pretty solid stance to take. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like like fantasy. I hate people that do better than me, and I hate the people who don't think I'm awesome. So and the people that do worse than me because why can't you be as good as me? It's like when you're driving and you're in the left lane. And either mm-hmm. everybody is going too fast and you think they're a lunatic or everybody's going too slow. And you're like, get out of my way! I'm not a lunatic! It's just this yeah. cyclical cyclical issue you get there. Um, okay, so match week 38 didn't go my way at all. Tottenham got absolutely trounced by Newcastle, fell out of second spot. Fantasy team not so great either, got six points for my triple captain. In Kevin De Bruyne, so that strategy didn't end up paying off for me at all. My score total wouldn't be able to drink much in the States. 
and I wouldn't drink a scotch any younger than this. Rob, <laughs> how did you get up? Uh, yeah, I, well, I didn't know how bad you did until right before we started taping. Cause like, <laughs> either you told me and I completely forgot and I was just like, yikes. But yeah, I, I would, I like you was waiting with the triple captain chip for the final week and completely got burned. We both used it on De Bruyne. We thought it would be a good play. It wasn't. Uh, you got the minimum return for a triple captain that you could possibly get. Uh, Olivier well, Giroud he could have gotten a yellow card and gotten yeah. his three total. <laughs> true, true. But uh, Olivier Giroud was the bingo number called for the triple captain in week 38. So if he, if he did that, cheers on you. Uh, I ended on 46 points um, in the final week. Um, I finished it just a little bit over 64,000 overall, which is – is pretty good, you know. That's I'm not good at math, but I think that's believed in the, in the top one in one point eight percent, one point nine percent, somewhere in there. So that's pretty decent. Uh, I've I've jumped up a lot of spots since last year, like fifty thousand overall, I believe, since last year. So I'm progressing as it goes. You know, maybe I'm talking about things that I actually know, and maybe it's it's working. It's like learning a new skill. You know, next thing you know, I'm going to start welding and uh, move to Pittsburgh, become a dancer, and maybe try my hand at flash dancing. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm going to stick with the with the fantasy Premier League. So yeah, so I finished with 46 points. Week 38, we kind of got bumped with the triple captain. Our strategy was it was the right strategy. We just had the wrong guy, I believe. But you know, hindsight is 2020 when things come and you see all the results that happen. But you know, overall, I was happy with my season, so I can't complain. We've uh, we had a lot of fun, you and I, talking about uh, fantasy Premier League every week. For sure. Um, so we're probably going to do it again next year. For anybody interested in waiting until that day, sit by your radio. <laughs> Especially and, if you specifically hate the Euros but yeah. want more of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing is, you know, we're going to be doing we're going to be covering the Euros for the the official UEFA site. We're going to be using the official UEFA site to uh, use for fantasy. Yeah, we still have the lures out in the water to see if we can tempt yeah. anybody to come on here and sponsor us. But yeah, as of now, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, but it, you know what? It's And the and anybody hasn't hasn't signed up yet, it's pretty pretty standard. It's on UEFA.com. Yeah, I'll give them a free plug. They, they have all the money in the world. They're not going to give us any, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> but it's a good format, similar scoring to uh, – regular fantasy premier league but we're going to get into that a little bit after the commercial break that you will hear or not hear depending on where you live uh <laughs> the, the fun thing that we and kev are going to do we're, we we talked about this making a speculative team based on assumed uh price tags for next year uh who we would have you know we'd have to draft 15 players again like the official format and make a team and kind of base our team on the 100 100 million pounds you know spending limit so I'm going to let Kev go first because he's been thoroughly punching the numbers and figuring out people's prices for next year. So <laughs> Kevo, Kevo, take it away. Aw, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> All right, well, Ladies, I'm going to start out. Ladies before gentlemen. <laughs> Age before beauty. Wait, I'm other way. Oh, dang. I think I just burned myself. <laughs> Beer before liquor? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin before Rob never uh, sicker? Hmm, that didn't work out. All right, um, so up front, you got to start out with the main man, Golden Boot winner. Homer call if you've ever heard one, Harry Kane. I think he'll probably be around 12. I don't know if he'll reach the dizzying heights of the 13s like Aguero was this year. Now, 12 is a ridiculous price, but if you're paying for 20-plus goals to just set it and forget it throughout the year, I think it's worth it. The next one is up in the air. 
I have Anthony Martial. I have him listed at eight. It could really be anywhere between eight and nine for me. But this is massively dependent on if they sign Zlatan. If they do, you don't really want to be a part of this. Like last summer, we told you to avoid all the Manchester United midfielders because there were just too many of them. Same case here. If they bring in Zlatan and they don't sell Rooney for some reason, then you have four forwards up there. You probably just want to avoid the whole mess. Uh, my third forward is Sam Vokes. I, I've listed him at 4-5 from Burnley. Could be 5. Um, everybody's going to be going for Andre Gray. Sam Vokes scores plenty of goals and, and uh, got a fair few assists for Burnley this year as well. So I think he might be the interesting counterplay there. Uh, heading over to the midfield, Mesut Ozil. I can own Arsenal players next year. Going for the assist king. I think if you can basically win yourself a category day one to borrow from fantasy baseball strategy in Roto, you do it. That's why I have Kane scored the most goals. Otzel had the most assists. Lock that in. Dimitri Payet, I think, will be somewhere between 10 and 11. Lock that in. Best set piece taker in the Premier League. 26% of his goals and assists came via dead ball situations, which is incredible. I also <laughs> wrote that in my article. So if you read that and now you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that's not an original thought. It was my original thought back then. Can you really, uh, you know, like copyright infringe yourself? I'm not really sure. We're going to move on. <laughs> my boy Gilfie Sigurdsson, nine goals and 11 in 2016. Then Raheem Sterling which I haven't seen a lot about, but he dropped in price throughout the year, ended on 8.5. I think he could be as low as 8 in the summer. You're coming in with Pep Guardiola. You've already seen what he can do uh, with wide players and, and just good players overall. I think Sterling will be cheap enough that his return will improve enough that he'll be really worth it. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Are they going to keep making De Bruyne play out wide? If so, you have to facilitate getting him and Silva and someone into that front four, if you're counting Aguero as well. But I think Sterling could be a really interesting gamble next year, much as Willian was this year. And that obviously paid off. Uh, and then my kind of price dump midfielder at 4-5 moved there today, Victor Fisher for Middlesbrough. Scored 12 goals over at Ajax this season. He's dealt with injuries in the past, but I think he's a really dangerous attacking threat and could do well for them. Defense. Chris Smalling at 6'5". I thought about Bellerin. Too expensive. Also has to worry about Champions League. Do you think there's a chance that Chris Smalling plays a minute of Europa League football? I'm not so sure. Yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> he, he may, but he may not. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking you, you can feel pretty safe there. And that's pretty much the philosophy I stuck with here in defense. Um, as I also have Alberto Moreno in here. Am I aware that he's not actually a left back? Sure am. Doesn't have a defensive bone in his body. But he gets forward. He sends in crosses. Lots of chances created from the wing-back position. I think it'll still cost around five, so that's not something that puts you off. And they're not in any European competition, so now you're in a situation like West Ham this year, where, you know, Cresswell is a decent enough wing-back. He's not amazing, but in fantasy, he was incredibly reliable because he didn't have to deal with any other competitions. I think that that kind of play could be Moreno this year, or Joe Gomez, if he ends up playing as a wing-back instead of a center-back. But he's dealing with injury. We're not going to get into that now. Danny Simpson at 4-5, because mm-hmm. I think that they improve in that position for the Champions League, but that he'll also have a low price for the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So I think of all the Leicester players, a lot of them are going to be overpriced next year. That's just oh. the reality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think Simpson will be relegated to Premier League duty, and if he is, I, I still think he'll be in that 4-5 range. My question to you on the Leicester guys, as a broad stroke, is do you think first half Leicester defense or second half Leicester defense is closer to the truth? 
Um, I think it's second half. I think they they gelled better in the second half, and it showed everybody seemed to find their place in the mix. Seems we know what Simpson was. He's a lockdown guy on the outside. Fuchs is a facilitator from the other side, and then you got the two behemoths in the middle. You know, the thing with Lester is, can can the behemoths in the middle who are both in their thirties continue to play at such a high rate with the extended amount of games that they're going to be playing. That's the, that's the big question. If it's going to wear on them, I know they're going to, they're going to improve their depth there and they'll probably, you know, um, feed in a couple new guys into the mix for the, for the, you know, the earlier rounds of the champion champions league and whatnot. But, you know, that's the big question for me is can Morgan and Huth hold up enough through the, you know, the additional 25 games that they're going to play. Maybe. Very optimistic shout from Rob there on Leicester's maybe, Champions maybe, League ambitions. Maybe. As in, <laughs> you say presumably, maybe the end with that pres- maybe. Presumably 25 extra games. <laughs> um, then uh, another interesting rotation gamble is Kieran Trippier. Obviously, he was a top five defender two years ago. We saw that period in the middle of the year where Pochettino was doing an outright swap of wingbacks each match with the pair of Trippier and Davis and Rosen Walker. I think there's no way that Rosen Walker don't start every Champions League match, which I think we could be seeing a lot of Trippier in Premier League action. I know it's a gamble with Trippier and Simpson, but I'm kind of figuring that they'll balance out. Um, and then my last defender is Steven Ward from Burnley. Got a fair few assists. Kind of fills, you know, super lazy comparison. And I'm not, I don't think it's even the right side of the pitch. Um, but Trippier where, you know, they love to get their wingbacks forward and sending crosses. So that's my price dump there. Then Jack Butland at Stoke. I think the injury will keep his price in check. I mm-hmm. think Mbulo will settle more. I think that that defense will start to improve again. I think this was the dip year as we were starting to see them kind of overcompensate and attack. Uh, but but I think the defense will kind of counter out. And the good thing about Butland is either the defense improves and it gets more clean sheets or it stays mediocre and he gets loads of saves. Then Tom Heaton, Burnley, uh, England call up to his name now. Uh, I, I think is just a really cheap for uh, price dump as well. Usually I don't go price dump keeper, but you know we're, we're, we're working with massage numbers here in the first place. So I yeah. thought it was probably safe to play there. So my total comes out at exactly 100 based on my own estimations. Nice. Um, but we'll we'll see how that goes in the future. I probably don't need three Burnley players, uh, but I watched loads more of them in the championship than any other championship side. So yeah, uh, maybe were, they, a little familiarity they were bias. They were featured a lot because they were in first place. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Victor Fisher from Middlesbrough I think is interesting. And you have to remember, we don't know who the third team is yet. If yeah. Hall come back up, you have loads of interesting options like Abel Hernandez, you have El mm-hmm. Mahamdi. You know, mm-hmm. do you trust Huddleston? I sure don't. Maybe Michael mm-hmm. Dawson. They have Mo Diame. A lot mm-hmm. of interesting options. Oh, and uh, Andy Roberts? Robertson? Ro- Robertson? Robertson. Yeah, okay, cool. The one that's Scottish but had never been to... Was that that guy? I don't remember who it was. There was a Scotland call-up where the guy had never been to Scotland. He qualified through his grandparents. And his first trip to Scotland was his call-up. Nice. Yeah, Andrew, I think Andrew that might Robertson. have been him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but anyway, that's the, a funny story. Yeah, the guys from... Uh, HAFC uh, Tiger Link on Twitter, our, our friends uh, over there, Peter and Charlotte, uh, were huge on Robertson uh, a couple years ago, uh, and I'd expect him to, to do well if they came back up. So if it's Hull, again, loads of options there. They're in the championship final uh, on Saturday. If it's not them, I think Sheffield Wednesday is the other team in there, and uh, yeah. I don't really know much at all about that. Sheffield so Wednesday. hopefully it'll be Hull. That's the official take of this guy and those are my uh, fantasy 
you know, that's my first draft based on my own estimated prices uh, yeah. for this coming 2016-2017 season. Rob, who nice. you got? Nice. Well, I mean, we're going to have a lot of similarities here because, you know, there's we're trying to pick players that are, you know, had success this year. So up top, I went a little different here. And you mentioned one of the guys' names I, 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 I put in my team. Uh, but I'll start off Harry Kane. You got to can't go wrong. He's probably penciled in for 20-plus. Uh, his price point, like you said, is probably going to be started. I think it's going to start at twelve. I think that's probably a good hedging point because I don't. I think Aguero still starts at thir- like twelve five, maybe thirteen, yeah. uh, and then I think Kane and if Abramovich comes in, I think Abramovich probably starts at that same twelve, which is crazy to think about. But it'll probably be between eleven and twelve, and I'm leaning towards twelve. Uh, my other two forwards, I went cheap through my other two forwards because uh, I did this last year. I like the speculations of, you know, the promoted teams. So, like, you mentioned Andre Gray. Andre Gray is my homeboy. He plays for Canada. I'm partially Canadian amongst other 12 other things that I'm mixed up. I'm a Northeast milkshake, <laughs> if, as they call it. Uh, just look at his stats from the championship. You'll get to know him very soon because he's going to be overhyped when the season starts. But yeah, Golden Boot winner the re- championship. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a phenomenal player. He doesn't play like Damare Gray at all. He plays like Andre Gray. Uh, and my uh, my third guy, I'm interested to see what City does with the second striker option. Because yeah. Pep, Pep likes to play a second striker option. And, you know, Iannaccio has shown ability to play alongside Aguero and still hold his own and get his goals. That is the interesting thing to me. The good thing about it is I don't think his price point is going to be phenomenally overpriced. If he starts at seven seven five, is that outlandish? No, I no. think that's absolutely worth it. His strike rate was pretty solid. His goals per ninety was pretty great as well. He was a, I mean, he was a, he, if if you, if he had gotten two thousand minutes this year, he scores mm-hmm. ten plus goals easy. Yeah, I think he has fifteen and fifteen and five probably fifteen fifteen goals and five assists. He's better than Gomez, like, by the way. When you hear, oh, yeah. I know when you listen to this podcast and you hear fifteen goals, your first thought is Kevin's the biggest idiot of all time. But Nacho is actually talented. No way, Gomez is the best. No, I'm kidding. But big, he's gonna play for Big Sam. Big, I, I lost over a hundred bucks on Gomez bets. Yeah. Oh well, that happens. What are you gonna do? Yeah, dude, but, I looked so smart the first four weeks of the season with yeah. him and Lens. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Five goals and four assists between them the first four weeks. Yeah, I loved Lens to start the year. I was all over Lens. To be fair, he's we still good. About. Just Sunderlander. Yeah, yeah right absolutely. He just he. I've said this to you a hundred times. Jermaine Lens's problem is he's a diva, and Big Sam does not like divas. Yeah, and he's a flair player, it's, and Big Sam yeah, doesn't absolutely. like flair players. No, he he likes grittiness, and he doesn't. He's not exactly what he wants. I I don't want to get sued for libel here, but I I my opinion. Is that Sam Allardyce would still rather have Adam Johnson than Jeremy Lenz <laughs> lawsuit and all? Mm, maybe. Yeah. No, is that too far? Yeah. We'll, we'll no. retract that. <laughs> no, it's no. I I I could see that being making sense in some uh, some way. But yeah, Big Sam's a big. He's a big weirdo, and I, I'd like to see what he, if you know the rumors come true that you know either that Sunderland is chasing Andre Au. I would like to see where he fits in there it's yeah, like right. next, it's like it's like last year's Jermaine Lenz and this year's Andre Au. I yeah. don't know I think but, yeah. uh, two potential landing spots for Lenz that would make him really interesting for fantasy would be Watford and Leicester both of which I, could could use improved wing play yeah absolutely I, Watford is a good call 
Um, yeah, so that's my forwards. Uh, Ian Nacho, Gray, Kane. I save a little money. I figure Gray is probably going to come up what Agalu started out last year at 5-5 five, because five, they're probably about the same kind of caliber player being mm. from the promoted squad. Uh, through the midfield, I kept it kind of chalk for what, what we saw last year. I go Dimitri Payet. I think uh, what we see is what we get from him. I think he's only going to continue. I think the extended play in, in extra games is only going to help a player with Payet's ability because people around the world are going to see him, and he likes to be seen. He's a big-time look-at-me guy. Mm. Uh, my second guy, I, I I love this guy only because I love him. You know, Marko Arnautovic. I think I think Stoke with uh, no Stoke is the team that doesn't have any extra games this year that showed enough ability that they only need a couple other pieces to augment their team. They need I think they need a, a stout defender who can who can get involved in the play, and I think they need a, a striker that's probably consistently on the pitch. Boyan can't stay on the pitch. Uh, Endoy, who, yeah, Endoy, right? Uh, uh, Diouf. Diouf, sorry. Mame yeah. Biar Diouf. Yeah. You know, who I love. If, if Yeah, I like him too. He just doesn't get the time and he looks like he takes too many plays off. But I think if they get a, a, a tip of the spear guy and a, a defender who can contribute, I think that Stoke are a team to look out for fantasy wise because their values aren't going to be that much. I th- Arnautovic ended the season pretty pretty cheaply. I think he was in the sevens yeah. or high sixes. Yeah, high sixes probably, think, yeah. He probably starts it right there. He probably starts at seven, 7.5, which is a great deal for, for someone of his ability. Yeah. By the way, people uh, have already forgotten about Peters again. I don't know how this happens oh, every year, but Peters he, he is just, always well, a down. B-plus option at all times. He, he, he wore down so much down the stretch, it wasn't even funny. He looked like he was just out of energy. He got sapped out of him. But yeah, anyway, but for the start of back. next season, yeah, that's my point, though, is every year everyone's like, ah, well, you know, not much to be impressed mm-hmm. by. And then he always finishes top 25 defense, like like yeah. clockwork. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So to round out my midfield, uh, my high-priced guy through the midfield, I'll take Alexis Sanchez over a, over a higher-priced forward because I'll just extend my midfield play. Uh you know, Alexis is he he's in and out with with Arsenal where he's fantasy relevant and then he's not fantasy relevant and then he blows up and then you don't own him. So if you don't own him, then you're screwed. So that's why I'm I'm starting him with my team. Uh, my fourth option, love this guy. I love what he showed down the stretch uh, for Southampton. He's another player that you know he's a look at me player. And if he stays with Southampton, okay, good. If he gets transferred somewhere else, he's going to be in a better, probably a better position than he is at Southampton. Sadio Mane, uh, price wise, he's probably going to be similar to what Arnautovic is going to be seven five, maybe eight. So he's a good middle range uh, midfielder for you to target. And my last guy will make Kevin smile because I want to bring in Della Ali, even though he's going to be, he's even though he's going to so be a little expensive. overpriced, he's going to be so overpriced. Um, but he's going to be owned a lot, and he's going to give you fantasy returns that you really can't miss. Uh, I figure he'll probably be priced at like eight. Would, would that be a good starting point? Eight. Yeah, I, I think eight to eight five. I think Erickson comes in at point five under him, and Lamella comes a full point under him. Okay, but, so Ali would be nine, and then I'd probably put Erickson at eight five, and then Lamella would be around. eight. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Although, uh, to your credit. I think Ali is the one that sees the most minutes in both competitions. Oh, absolutely. Because he's, he's the youngest, and I think his play is built for the the champions. Yeah, and he has the legs, as opposed to yep. Erickson and Lamella, who are more creators than athletes. Yeah, Ali is Pogba light, is what he is. Hmm, interesting. I have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to an article coming from me in like two months where I steal yeah. that idea. Yeah, totally. And on the... <laughs> 
And on defense, I got really speculative with a couple guys because we talked about this idea before we went on the air, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to grab two guys that I that I like this season but were out of position on the official game. So I'm going to start with the two guys that I think that are going to probably be listed as defenders but probably won't, and they played more games in defense than I think they did everywhere else. That's Daly Blind and Michael Antonio. Uh, Blind, if he if his price tag comes in anywhere around 5'5", five, five, he's probably someone you want to jump on because he's the – He's the adverse grab for Chris Smalling if you're looking for a, a, a United defender to pair with your De Gea, which I have in goal, so I'll skip ahead. Um, but I like what United does defensively. Just look at their their goals allowed at home. It's pretty pretty tiny. Uh, Mikel Antonio is awesome. He's a contributing factor from, from defense through the midfield, and he scores goals. Uh, it's only going to continue, especially if – He's listed as a defender and plays midfield next year because that's awesome for you because you get to reap the benefits. Yeah. Uh, the we talked about the lesser defenders. I'm sticking with Christian Fuchs. I think he's a great facilitator in that system. He's got the he he basically plays it to the guys who can do stuff with their ability and he has ability of his own. You'll figure that out this during the year uh, the Euros this year because he's playing for Austria and he is the captain. So to definitely keep an eye on him this this summer and especially for next year. Uh, I, I'm going with Hector Bellerin. You can't go wrong. He's your number one fantasy defender for me. Uh, you got you got to have three Arsenal guys. I think next year. I think that they probably are going to jump out of the gates and score a lot early. That's just my guess. Uh, and my last defender, my salary dump. I'm going to go with a Daniel Ayala from Middlesbrough. Uh, look look at him. I've seen him a couple times play. He reminds me of a lot of uh, Ramiro Funes Mori from Everton a ton. Uh, he's Spanish. Event. He plays okay. He's a little bit older. He's 26. But Millsboro is not going to woo anybody with their offensive play. So he's probably going to get a lot of run out from defense. Uh, in goal, I uh, have Tom Heaton and David De Gea. Uh, you basically want a top goalie and a good rotation guy. You know, we don't know the schedules. The schedules come out in two weeks, June 15th, I believe. So we won't know the rotation things so that that's something to take into consideration when you're looking at goalies is the early season rotation of who matches up well but you really know who plays well because they haven't really played any games yet so you're gonna be like well this team looks good but it doesn't say it's good so anyway but yeah so i got heaton to hey a blind antonio fuchs bellerin daniel ayala payet arnautovic alexis mane ali ayanacho gray and kane i figured it's going to come in at like 98.5 million hmm yeah, not not bad shouts there. I do have a question for you that I'm sure people will be wanting to hear from us, which is, mm-hmm. do you care at all, even a little bit at all, about Granit Xhaka moving to Arsenal? Not not really. You know, he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it for me. I think he's probably going to be more of a of a Champions League player than a Premier League player to me. That's and he doesn't just... score goals or get assists. He's the new. He's he. What did I say that when they signed him? Who did who did I compare him to? He's the new Mark Mikel Arteta. Hmm. Yeah, not a bad shout. I'd say if there's anybody it helps, maybe it helps Ramsey if it pushes him further up the pitch. But if he moves further up, now he's getting in the way of Otsil slash Sanchez, and now they're going to have Cthorla back. If you had to, I, it, wouldn't you assume that Ramsey's on the way out? Also, Wilshere's now back in an England training. How are they going to... You know what? This, this is getting weird and rambly. Is this the new Manchester United midfield for you? Are you, like, now a little bit shying away from some of these guys? Yeah, the only guy you really want to even roster is Sanchez. Uh, but there's too many guys to go around for not enough positions, which is bad for fantasy. 
because it forces guys into rotations and untrusting uh, fantasy you know, cruises that you get stuck on and you get stuck on a guy and you're like, oh, this will be the week that Ramsey comes through and then Ramsey gets benched. You know, it's basically like the Liverpool defense, you know, Liverpool midfielders at the end of the season where everybody was trying to figure out who was going to play mm. and they basically steal value from each other. It's not a good thing that right now that we're talking about it. You know, when the season starts to draw near and they start training and we're going to figure out who fits in where and it'd be interesting to see where everybody fits in because they do have a lot of talent and the, the, the return of Jack Wilshere is going to throw a wrench in the whole thing. That's that's the bad thing. And I don't even think Wilshere is a great fantasy player, to, to be honest. Yeah, all agreements with me. So now we'll take a quick break and come back to talk to you about the Euros. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Weird gap accomplished. We nailed it. We were so quiet during that period. Or you just heard a super dope ad for a product that we both definitely endorse without knowing what it is. Totally. I have 12 of them in my closet. I'll blindly endorse it unless they're not units of measure, in which case I totally use that service. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I think we covered all our bases there, and that's, that's the good news part. Okay, so... We're going to head into the Euros. I thought we should wait. Rob thought we should go for it. But, you know, we're a team. I'm going to back my boy. If he wants to talk about Euros, we're going to talk about Euros. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on it because it doesn't start for three more weeks. So you get two additional podcasts after this one to completely elaborate on the whole, you know, official Euro game, fantasy game that we're all going to be playing, which is on UEFA.com. Uh, me and Kevin have started our own uh, league uh, that anybody can join. Uh, it's kind of it's a private league, but with a code. So we're gonna post the uh, the code after the podcast onto Twitter or any of the official sites that handle the FPL roundtable here. So anybody who wants to join it will be able to access that that code and challenge us. And we're me and Kevin have two weeks to think of a good prize to give away. I already have one. Uh, it depends on where you're located in the world, but it doesn't matter because I'll get it there because I got I got connections everywhere. I'll just steal a plane and and fly it to an airdrop it like Operation Dumbo Drop or something like that. But uh, yeah, so it's gonna be fun. FPL Roundtable is the fantasy league. Uh, we'll we'll attach the code like I said, so everybody can join and challenge me and Kev. And uh, you know it's going to be fun. It's going to be another a nice month long process or six weeks process of uh, games, you know. And then it's going to take us right to the Olympics, and then we're basically back at the FPL season again. Yep. So 
So Kev, when you're when you're looking at your team, we both have made a team already, and we've gone back and forth about it. What are the key things that you're looking for? Are you taking into account any of the qualifying stats, or are you looking just for names, or are you just rostering all Spurs guys? Yeah, you kind of touched on it with that last comment. When I did my first draft and sent to you the day that the, the game opened, I was like, look at my first team. And uh, eight of them were either Spurs or former Spurs players. I uh, have made adjustments to that since. <laughs> Looking through qualifying stats can be a little bit of a red herring. A lot of times that success doesn't automatically carry through as the qualifying has ended long enough ago now that really the club form is something you really want to be taking a look at. It's, it's why I have somebody like Artem Zuba in my team because he was just scoring goals for fun at Zenit in, in Russia. Um, you know, Bale, Kane, Modric, Sigurdsson, Ali, and Vertonghen are all Spurs players. Uh, not interested in Lloris as I saw him the last few months of the season, and that was not great. Um, but yeah, I, re- I really like to look at club form to kind of see how players are doing heading immediately into the tournament. I know that international teams play differently. For example, I know you said to cut down on the Spurs talk, but Vertonghen and Aldevero look like they're going to be playing wing back for Belgium, which I don't love nearly as much. They don't really have the pace there. More likely to get scored on as they're dealing with players like that. So, you know, you, you do have to make some adjustments to fit the international team. And just to make everybody aware, the transfer systems are a little bit different than in this, this uh, UEFA game than the official game on the Premier League. Uh, you basically get one transfer per group stage game per match day. And then when it goes to the round of 16, you have unlimited amount of transfers. And then the quarterfinals, you have four transfers total. Then semifinals, you have six and then the finals, you have six transfers. So the transferring system is a little bit different. It's not like one per week like you're accustomed to. So when you make out your team, uh, basically what they do is they give you the first two games, and that's your that's for the match day, you know, for your your roster to to, to set up your guys, and then you can transfer out after that. Uh, so just be just be heady that. Make sure you follow the make sure you read the rules. And I believe that I don't think this is a rule. And I'm going to drop it on Kevin here. The, the assists thing, where no assist is given to a player winning a penalty or a free kick, that is not the way that the Premier League operates, right. correct? Yeah. So people who look to guys who get fouled a lot, like the Italian diving team or the Portuguese diving team, <laughs> or and you, you want to add guys value that way, yeah, it's not a good idea. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna fail in comparison to the, to the other judges that are judging the competition. But yeah, so make sure you're, you're up, up to date on the rules. It's the same, same rules that we're accustomed to for, for the official game, you know, 15 players, uh, $100, $100 million budget. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, there is an interesting rule before we move on from the rules, which is at least in past iterations, you could remove a player that's already played and put in somebody from your subs bench before that person has played. So you're basically gambling on somebody on your bench outscoring somebody that was in your 11, and you can physically do that. Have not yet seen if that's something we can do this year, but in years past you could, which is a really interesting caveat. So if you have somebody that did nothing all match and just got two points and you're like, oh, well, somebody on my bench has a good matchup, maybe they'll fare better. A, why weren't they in your lineup in the first place? But B, then you can, in theory, after the fact, sub in players as long as the second player hasn't played yet. I think I think they're working on the the automatic substitution thing now. Interesting. 
I'm reading it now. The bench automatic substitution. Based on your prior years, you sign automatic substitutions are processed on Monday, match day, blah, blah, blah. So it's, I think they're doing automatic oh, so substitutions now. now. Yeah. Ah, so. lame. No, we can't skate through the rules, Kevin DeVries. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of mix in, uh, you know, I, I don't follow a lot of the the world. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm not like a, I sit at home all day and watch soccer, but I like to, I'm a, I'm a fantasy guy. I, Kevin knows me. I cover a lot of sports for rasball.com and I'm a, I'm not like a complete stat geek where I wear like a Casio calculator watch. And I'm not one of those guys who just knows nothing. And I just make up jargon. I'm like somewhere in between, but I like to fall on the analytics side. So I believe that the, the qualifying process has a lot to do with the, the selection of your team. Hmm. So, so there's the stats basically are there for you to look up. There's there's a lot of good sites out there, especially you know that tracked the qualifying stats. But just just to just to drop some on you, I'm a big I'm a firm believer in the uh, the qualifying stats. The for, to me, you want to look at teams especially in the, the early couple games that have great matchups. Great matchups are probably the best thing. But how can you say that there isn't a great matchup because these are the best teams in Europe? So obviously there really isn't going to be, you know, there's not like the Moldovia where everybody's going to roll over them 8 nothing in this tournament. So you kind of have to be a little bit more selective in that process. So take the, the qualifying stats with a grain of salt and – do some research, see who their see who their opponents are. Those those are the best pieces of advice that I have for you, um, because you know if you look at the qualifying stats, you know uh, anybody think that that the the Shakhtar defense team of Piatov and Shevchuk are going to be the highest scoring goalie and defender in this this tournament? No, they're probably <laughs> not. You know, Ukraine had seven clean sheets. That's not going to happen again. You know, through the midfield. The names get a little bit more, you know, you know, known. You know, Mueller, Bale, you know, Yarmolenko. I think these Bale's are a all, forward in this, but yeah. Yeah, but these are all guys that are all going to be, you know, in the fray for fantasy relevance. And up top, obviously, Lewandowski, who was the, the top scoring in qualifier with goals and points, if you actually calculated into this system with 84, uh, he's somebody that's definitely going to be somebody you'd look at. So, yeah, so everybody who wants to join, it's fun. It's just it's soccer, just on an international flavor, just not the FPL tip. So me and Kevin made teams. We're, what we'll do is, you know, Kevin, I think we should just save our teams and we'll, we'll take a picture and we'll post them online when people want to see how we did. What do you think? <laughs> oh, for, for before it starts or, or like for, 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 for this week? I think we'll, what we'll do is we'll post our code, we'll post our team pictures, and this way people see what we're thinking, who we're thinking about, and you know, get people get people in the in this in the mind frame to, to be to see what's going on, give them a chance to to read through the rules, grab their teams. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of people right now that are you know, they're interested in playing this the, this format. They just you know, they haven't done enough. And I think by us doing talking about it now is a great introductory to it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid shout. In fact, I'm thinking maybe we could turn this into a Twitter poll, which we haven't actually done from the official EPL Roundtable Twitter, but we could each put up photos of ours and then have people vote for which team they think is better. Rob? Ooh, I like it. I think mine's better. 
Mine's better, dude. Mine's, mine's better. I got sparkles. <laughs> I got sparkles on mine, dude. <laughs> dude, I if there's uh, one player that I wish I had on my team that I don't, it's Arkadzisz Milik, the Polish one from Ajax. Um, because you anyway. can't say his name, or <laughs> it's a part of it. Uh, no, I, I had to decide between him and Zuba, and I think Zuba is better, but they'll probably not go as far. I don't know. Anyway, when you see my team, that's like the one player that I was like, mm, I hope I can get him in there, and I didn't. Yeah, well, like I said, you got to base your your moves and your starting teams based on their opponents because you'll be able to transfer more on the second match on the third match day. Everybody gets one match day or whatever, you know, two games, and then you can make as many transfers as you want on that match day. So, yeah. but just re- just read the rules. So you're going to be basically stacking your team. It's basically almost like a daily lineup fantasy with a with a you know official Premier League game twist. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, do you have any uh, final thoughts for the past now uh, 15-16 season? Or no, it was a, it was a good year. You know, I can't wait to uh, get together with the gang from the the fantasy uh, soccer you know treasure trove that uh, we all have, and get together and discuss fantasy soccer this summer. Probably at a is it is it a destination still to be determined? I believe, right? I, I, it's you know it's probably just still going to be a bar in New York. <laughs> we yeah, like to but, pretend that it's fancier than that. Yeah, that, that that's fine. I mean, as long as <laughs> as long as I don't have to foot the foot the bill, that's fine with me. Yep. Oh, and uh, both of us will be part of a few slow drafts this off season, which we'll probably yeah, publish the results for. And and if it's still going on while we're recording stuff, we may like if we're doing a Euro show and we're in the middle of a slow draft, we we may throw in a little yeah, uh, give you some. Live picks, live, live picks. We'll be we'll be more Twitter Twitter active with our draft style because draft style is becoming a little bit more uh, of a of a playing option now that there are multiple formats, especially PlayTaga.com. You know what? You've given me an excellent segue there by mentioning PlayTaga.com and the experts whom we're such good friends with, and that is that for as many of you are like, why does Kevin talk about the official FPL game? You know what? I a little bit agree with you, but I did come second again. In the Taga Experts League, there are 12 experts in there. I'd list the names, but A, name dropping, who does that? <laughs> B, you've probably heard of most of them. Um, but Draft, Draft is really my jam. Came in second again this season. That's two years in a row. Always the bridesmaid, etc., etc. But um, did much better than you, Rob. Mr. Yeah. You got 19 points, ha huh? Well, to, to be honest, I really... I got killed with injuries this year i everybody i had and you a lot started of with hazard right that was your first round yeah and i had and i had hazard as my first overall pick and it didn't do squat for me so i kind of gave up on my team i know it's not a, i because i knew i couldn't Ooh. catch anybody so i know it's a bad <laughs> fantasy thing to do but i kind of just gave up and just was set it and forget it and don't do that that's real bad i can yeah, trippier as my second round pick that was a super awful idea yeah, but the other guy had cued as Memphis to pie, so <laughs> that, yeah. that didn't really work out so well either. But Willian was my star of the season, and that uh, I picked up Sigurdsson and Ivanovic off waivers when people dropped them way too early in the season. By the way, if you're ever looking for like one little standby statement that you can always rely on in fantasy, regress to the mean. Every player. Not every player. 80% of players will regress to the mean throughout a 38-game season. So if you have struggling players like that in a in a setting where you own them for the year, mm-hmm. don't give up on them midway through. Because if they're going to reach their average, that means they're going to double perform in the second half. 
I love when people get panicky and drop guys in baseball. Baseball's such a long season that people. I just. I got Ian Jason. Desmond in the second week of the season off waivers. I just picked up Jason Hayward because somebody. That's insane. Him. People, although I actually don't really like Jason Hayward that much, but getting him off waivers is crazy pain. Yeah, he got him for, I, and I didn't even have the first waiver claim. I didn't have the first. I had five. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, is it Fab or? No, 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 if it's waiver. Just waiver order. Wow. Yeah, so anyway. But we'll ride it out, guys. Yeah. You should so, if if you're in a draft format, you should always have enough players that if you have somebody of that ilk that's struggling, you can just bench them. You shouldn't yeah. need to drop them. Just ride it out. Or trade. Because in draft leagues you can trade. Nobody in our league <laughs> trades. I had one of three trades that happened in that league this season. And mine was uh, I traded away Van Dyke oh, <laughs> for Adrissa Guy straight up, but it actually worked out because Guy averaged 20 points a game because um, it includes tackling stats and interception stats. Uh, but Van Dyke did finish top three overall defenders. And then the other trade I did was Joel Ward uh, and Sturridge for Eric Dyer and Bojan. And then I picked Joel Ward back up off waivers. So I ended up just trading Sturridge... Uh, and obviously he had a good, what was that, four or five matches in yeah, the last totally. seven weeks. But I feel like I probably got more value out of those three players throughout the rest of the season. So anyway, trade in your leagues. I had the most transactions because I was looking for a good forward all season. Because I started with Gomis and, um, who did I start off with? Uh, Gomis and da, 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 we just talked about him. Uh, Mama Biram Duff. I mm-hmm. believed in both of them real hard. And that really didn't work out. Uh, but uh, made up for it in the midfield. Actually, David Silva struggled this year. Yeah, yeah, Torre struggled this year. Uh, but I, I patchworked it up real nice. Like I said, picked up Siggy for a song. Um, picked up Navas for <laughs> that, that random run. That sounds like a song. Siggy for a song. <laughs> Siggy, <for a> song. <laughs> Siggy Stardust. Uh, but anyway, that's me rambling about draft. But we'll talk more about that as that comes up. And when uh, Playtaga and John Wallen decide to write us another check. Yeah, totally. Which is never going to happen because John's worried about his house getting done before us. It just got done. He moved in two weeks ago. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah. He never never tells me anything. I'm sorry, man. Congrats yeah. to John, except not because why don't you talk to Rob anymore, man? I thought yeah, y'all were jerk. tight. You were New York buddies. Yeah. Now jerk. you moved to Connecticut, no, I think. And now <laughs> how you going to be like this, man? No, I love John. Yeah, he's Anytime awesome. he wants to, he's, he's one of our, our, our staple guests. If if we ever needed somebody to come on or wanted somebody to come on, John would be the first guy we, we'd contact. Yeah, like if we wanted somebody to come on and talk about how draft formats work, we could bring him on despite him finishing behind me two years in a row in the game of the company that he works for. Or, um, or, how, Chris, or how Christian Erickson is better than Della Ali. Or how Roberto Firmino would have a breakout year, which yes. he ended up kind of actually doing. Although yeah. I would love for you to still take the Coutinho stance of that. He's, it, he's, he's, no, he's no Coutinho. Firmino is no Coutinho. <laughs> This is my favorite thing. We'll have him on soon just so I can watch this happen and you guys can listen at home and laugh your heads off as both of them go apocalyptic. It's a tortoise tortoise and a hare. I'll take the tortoise every time. (laughs) Uh, Firmino was cheaper and had more points. Whatever. It's fine. We're going to head out of here. Uh, Tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, You can find me on rasbowl.com. I'm currently writing uh, bullpens and steals. For anybody in the fantasy thicket of fantasy baseball, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Smokey underscore Loogie. That's L-O-O-G-Y. 
Uh, you can find me on this podcast, and we're going to be all over Twitter now because we're trying to get this uh, the UEFA game launched up and get as many people as possible to join up. And if we, uh, I'm going to talk to Kevin offline, and, and if we get a certain amount of, of people to join, the the prize will try to I'll try to increase the prize a little bit. Maybe I'll get some some uh, maybe a nice kit or you know something. Wes Morgan, man, give him yeah. the prize is Wes Morgan's digits. Yeah, absolutely. No, West Morgan's compound. You get a 30 second tour <laughs> on an iPhone. <laughs> on an iPhone. <laughs> a kit's not a bad shout, though. International kit of your choosing for the winner. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's, that, that, that'd be actually a good. That'd be actually be a good idea. No numbers because that's extra. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll put league badges on it just to but, ruin it. And plus, we're not telling you what year the kit is from. <laughs> Dude, we're supposed to say that on air, man. Oh, ah. it was a fine print. I think there's a guy on Twitter. I I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it's Emilio Sansolini, mm-hmm. and he does like fashion versions of kits. Nice, and they're really really awesome. Maybe maybe that's the route we'll go. Well, whoever wins it, we'll talk to about it. But it's gonna be us, so we'll just pay ourselves. But if you guys happen to win it, we'll figure out something real nice for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and I am Kevin DeVries at Kevroff on Twitter. I have nothing to plug. That's a lie. Check out my season review over at TheEaglesBeat.com. I thought I had nothing. I apologize. Uh, we also had loads of end-of-season reviews over uh, on the EPL Roundtable channel, so go check those out. Like Rob said, we'll be updating things. We'll post our teams. We'll post the code to see if you want to join us. There was a third thing. Third thing. Uh, and I, I think Kit is a good idea for the winner of this. Um, so anyway, sorry that this came a bit late, but so glad we got to talk to you guys again. And uh, we'll be back next week. Definitely next week. Cool. We'll be back next week talking all things Euros once uh, everybody has mocked our teams on Twitter ruthlessly. Uh, but uh, Team Kevin, pick my team because my team is the best, and it's not just because there are too many Spurs players on it. Team Smokey. Because I'm, you know what? I'm just going to put Will Griggs on my team. And then my team's going to be on fire. <laughs> Will Griggs on fire. That was tremendous. Also, uh, you mentioned baseball there. Real quick, last couple things for me. Jameson Tayande is going to be June 12th, all but official. We started messing with his uh, minor league starts to line him up with what would have been a Nicasio start. I think we moved Nicasio into lock spot, drop lock into the bullpen. Uh, and <laughs> go Penguins. Game seven tonight. <laughs> Wow, that was Sidney Crosby. Real nice of you. Hey, man, I like Gino Malkin more, but that's a whole that's a whole <laughs> thing. All right, well, we will be back next week talking more Euros, less hockey, probably more baseball. Hope you listen then. Peace. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.